It's not a fairy tale. 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 It's not a fairy tale, mommy. We are no longer living life in paradise. It's not a fairy tale. And I am back, or we are back with Janelle um, to talk about Married at First Sight. What's up, Janelle? Hello, hello. Not too much here in this corona world. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, so what have you been up to outside of packing up your life? Um, what have I been up to? I have been trying to take care of my mental and emotional health because okay. I feel like this pandemic is trying me. Mm -hmm. So I decided to go up to Tahoe mm -hmm. and, you know, sit by the water and soak up some sun mm -hmm. and it was everything I needed it to be. So I'm hoping to have some more weekend kind of day trips just to like get a change of scenery. I think that's important to still, you know, even though we can't do things the way we used to, we can still find some new things mm -hmm. to do. Exactly. Well, I'm glad you have fun. I mean, I know the feeling of just getting out of town and looking at some water and hearing some waves and feeling the earth on your feet. It, it does make a huge difference. I know you do. Yes, yes. Did you get my um text that I sent you about the Shine app? Um, possibly. Oh, you just ignored it. I see how you are. I'm sorry. You know, people be sending me so many things. I just be like, what is this? Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes, I see it. Yes, so the Shine app is um, was created by two women of color, um, and the voices are of people of color. And um, a couple of times that I've been in it, I did purchase a subscription because they sent me a link with a good, a good, good discount code. So I went ahead and purchased it, you know, to support. And um, from what I'm seeing so far, I think I'm going to really like it like they have where you can kind of, you know, talk about how you're feeling and it's different, you know, talks and I don't want to say courses that you can listen to, but different talks you can listen to along with the, the different meditations. So I'm going to, me and your niece are starting our new health journey this week. So that is going to be a part of my my health, my mental well-being, you know, thing that I'm starting. Well, that's good. I'm glad yeah. to hear that you found something you like to help you mm -hmm. keep it together. Yeah. Because yeah. we all know that in this family, you have been branded as the normal one, but I know the truth and I know that that is not true. I mean, who is really normal? nobody so and you've been branded the most stable because i don't care nobody my business <laughs> <laughs> but yeah i mean i would say i'm normal in the fact that if i know something is is off like i'm gonna seek the help to get it taken care of so if that makes me normal i'll take it <laughs> okay 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, let's jump into Married at First Sight, and we're going to talk about the last two episodes since somebody was out at Lake Tahoe um, last weekend. I think it's hailing here. It is hailing. Oh. Okay. Are they big pieces of hail or just little chips? No, they look like little chips. Okay. I didn't know it stormed like that. Y'all know, you know, there was a fire NATO here the uh, last night. No. How does that look? It looks like a tornado, but it, at least the one here, it was darker in color. It looked more smoky, mm. if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Are y'all having fires now? Um, yes, fire season. Um you know, it's been starting earlier and earlier every year. So they are fighting a, a wildfire down in Southern California. And last night, mm-hmm. they were fighting one too, up mm-hmm. this way. So mm-hmm. when is it not fire season? Hell, I feel yeah, like all of California is just going to burn, burst into flames. Could be, <laughs> along with the rest of the world. <laughs> Okay, well, let's jump into it. So again, we're going to talk about the prior episode with the current. And I'm going to start off with Bennett and Amelia and his um, wedding nightgown that gave me all the giggles. And um, I was here for it, for his t-shirt dress, um, because I feel like he didn't have on no drawers. So that makes it okay. It, it's okay because you know. <laughs> Yeah. He reminded me of what I what I wear to bed, what I look like when I go to sleep someday. So that kind of threw me off a little bit. But you know, I do like that Bennett just goes to the beat of his own drum. Mm-hmm. Um, he definitely has, you know, strong thoughts and opinions on things. Oh yes, we're gonna talk about that. Yeah, so I still like Bennett, I but I actually think that he may be weirder than Amelia. I think so too. Especially looking at her family, like they seem kind of, you know, on a, like a regular family. I think she just kind of picks up like a couple of weird things. And I don't want to say weird, free-spirited things. But I feel like if you look at Bennett's family, like everybody is the same way. Like he, this is just who he is in, in pure nature. Mm-hmm. So he, I, he is more free-spirited. <laughs> than Amelia. Yes, I agree. So um, Bennett uh, meets with the family and their main thing is um, him being okay with her moving for work. And he says, you know, this is someone that I just met, but if things go the way that they seem like they've been going so far, like I don't have a problem with it. And then they kind of talk about it a little bit more on the honeymoon. Um, and from there, you know, him and her talk about it. And I feel like she didn't answer the question because he's concerned about, okay, I understand, you know, you have to travel or move to get to where you want to go. But once you Mm -hmm. get there, what's going to be the plan? Like, I want to set some roots and I, I, I get them. I understand that. Yeah, but it's... I mean, I don't know how much detail she can give him about something that's kind of up in the air, right? Because it mm-hmm. depends on where she gets accepted and 
all that jazz too yeah but it seemed like he was he knows okay going into this residency I know we're gonna have to move and then after that I know we're gonna have to move again once you find a, a job job so after that you know what's gonna be and I, I just felt like she kind of changed the subject because she started talking about the chess game. She didn't answer the question or try to answer the question. Because she don't know. Hell. She kind of said she don't know. Well, I, I got more stuck on the fact, um, this conversation, since she mentioned the honeymoon, I got more stuck on the part of the conversation about how having children is unethical. Oh, yeah, that was, yeah. That was I got unethical. stuck on that part because, you know, I was like, you know, I, I, see that that that's i could see that mm-hmm. i can't really argue with his logic oh no i can't either but i also feel like well why can't you have both if you feel like that why can't you have biological children and adopt a child mm-hmm. and i think that's what most people were saying like i was on twitter that the previous episode um and most people were like okay i get it i think unethical is a strong word to use Mm -hmm. for that because i mean at the end of the day we were put on this earth to reproduce so you know i'm i'm with amelia like i i hear you and i'm fine with that but i still want to at least have one of my own children so yeah, you know, he agreed. Him, Amelia want him to stay home and take care of it too. Exactly, and he was she like, want, "You know, for she my want wife, him to take care of these unethical children." Yes, but you know what it reminded me of? What his statement reminded me of my uh, former religious life, mm-hmm. and there was the thinking that you know, not having children. Um, was like the way to go because this world is so bad and the mm-hmm. system is ending and why would you bring your kids into a system like this and everything and so it kind of reminded me of that I didn't like it but again I can follow his logic I can follow his logic I didn't think in terms of um you know our prior religions um as on that because he didn't make it seem like the world was bad he just said the world is overpopulated there's plenty of children that need homes so you know i i mean i totally get it i i feel the same way you know if if i wanted more children um i and if i could adopt i would i would do that since i have well you know original well you know um you know, we've had this conversation before about adoption and I was mm-hmm. upset when I found out that black babies mm-hmm. are cheaper mm-hmm. than other babies. And I, I don't feel like, like why should it, I mean, outside of regular legal fees, why should it be as expensive as it is to even? Yeah, I mean, adoption is expensive all yeah. the way around, but um, I, I don't like this. Black babies are less expensive. It's mm-hmm. like, this is what we talking about when we say black lives matter. Because y'all don't believe our lives matter. So y'all just going to sell us to the highest bidder and keep it moving. Exactly. I don't like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, Bennett, if you want to adopt some kids, go adopt you some black babies. Mm-hmm. And pay full price for them. Thank you. And make sure you get with other people in the community. So they, yeah. they know fully and who, truly who they are. <laughs> Right, because that's a whole nother conversation. Right yes, there. yes, and make sure you get that head together, because I see some some families, and I'm like, ooh, I love that you are, 
you know, have adopted this beautiful child, but let's, let's get this hair together. Cause, cause it's not like yours. <laughs> Look, I had my hair done by a white woman one time mm -hmm. at the beauty shop. And you know, I came in, my hair was straight. Mm -hmm. And as soon as that water hit, she was like, oh, wow, you have so much more hair than I thought you did. Mm -hmm. Girl, she didn't know what to do with all this hair. The black lady had to come and take it over, basically. Uh, that's what happened when I go to the beauty school, when I go to Paul Mitchell. <laughs> I, the, the, the instructor always has to come and help if I get a, a white stylist. Now, I will say I had one. I think she was from like Sweden or something. She knew what to do. She hooked my hair up. My hair was so silky. I was like, ooh, I need to come back to you. She knew what to do. <laughs> Everybody should be taught how to do black hair, period. I agree. I agree. I agree. Yes. So they get to the honeymoon and, and um, it looked like they were having a good time. Um, they talk about like their childhoods and how Amelia's mom was in going through medical school and working and everything. So she really didn't have a lot of time with them. But when she did have the time, she was present, which is important because that's what your kids are going to remember. And I think that's about it for them. Like they look like they're having a, a grand old time. Yeah, I didn't really have, I mean, I feel like Bennett and Amelia, they are, I feel like definitely one of my favorite couples. Yes. Um, I really only like two couples on the show, so mm -hmm. um, I don't know, I don't really have too much to say about them. They seem like they're getting along just fine. Yeah. Um, he, they both seem like they're enjoying the process of getting to know each other and spending mm -hmm. the time together. And I mean, really, being married to a stranger after three days, that's really all you can hope for. Exactly. Exactly. So now I'm going to get into Brett and Olivia. Mm-mm. And, <laughs> and um, so after the Olivia, this is not going to end well. Let's oh, yeah. just get that out the way. Yeah, we know this. this. Not well. We know this. So after the weddings, they, you know, they meet with the family. So Olivia met with the brothers. I don't know how she kept a poker face because I would have, the everything that was being said, the look on my face would have been like, why am I sitting here? Why do I have to sit here with y'all? I don't want to fool with y'all, you know? Mm -hmm. Like them saying that they pretty much, um, pretty much stalked her on the internet and didn't see anything but good things. I'm like, if you saw something bad, what was you going to do? We married. Like, right. It's too late now. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then Brad talking with her family about religion. And I, when they asked him, I thought he was going to give like, he was going to skirt around the issue or like be an asshole about it because that to me seems like his nature. Mm -hmm. But he like, explained it very well i was very yeah. surprised very surprised yeah he was very he was straightforward it was yeah. to the point um because i think especially let's be for real i feel like um when you live in the south you know everybody just assumes that you have the same kind of religious and spiritual mm -hmm. leanings and background and mm -hmm. stuff like that and you know, they didn't know what he was going to say. Mm -hmm. And he probably was not expecting the question. Yes. So 
you know, for him to be able to say like, oh, well, you know, in my family, we did da 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 mm-hmm. and um, I, I appreciated that. It wasn't any sort of back and forth. There wasn't an mm-hmm. argument. Nobody's feelings were hurt. It was just like, I felt like the way he said it, no matter what he said, I felt like it would have been taken well. Yes. If that I makes agree. sense. Mm-hmm. Makes total sense. Yes. Um, Brad had when they when it was time for them to go on the honeymoon, he had me cracking up with that suitcase. I was like, I haven't seen a suitcase like this <coughs> probably since I first started traveling. <laughs> like he went and got that from his parents' closet. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. I was like, what is in the 80s is this? <laughs> and I'm surprised Olivia. <coughs> oh, I got you okay? my throat. Yes. I'm surprised Olivia didn't say anything about the suitcase on camera. <laughs> I would have lit him up. <laughs> Girl, she seems so nice and so sweet. Oh. And I just don't feel like they put her with the right person. I don't either. I don't either. I will say for Brett, though, I'm very surprised that when they do like have serious conversations that he is like really, you know, communicating with her and mm-hmm. not in a an asshole kind of way because that's how he came off but i feel like this is the setup for the asshole to make i know i know know. because he's gonna hit her with the you know i've been honest from the beginning Mm -hmm. and i just feel like he is setting it up because i know that shows can be edited to look Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of drama when there's not but i really feel like they are going to have problems down the line. And mm-hmm. I think it's going to be because he's just not into her. He yeah. don't strike me as being into her. Mm-hmm. Um, even, um, I think this was in this episode or maybe it's in the next episode. I can't remember if it was a preview or not, but when, uh, what's her name? Is it Christina was asking mm-hmm. about rating mm-hmm. and he, oh, that's going to be in the next episode. That's in the next, but mm-hmm. okay. But even that, I feel like that is an indication that he's not really feeling her like that. Yeah. 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 But I don't even feel like them getting together as couples should even be putting ratings out there. Like we not in high school. No, we're not. But folks want to know if you feeling your feeling your stranger. Christina gonna put that out there because she knows she's not feeling Henry. So maybe she asking because she want to get with Brad. I could see that most definitely. <laughs> um. So yeah. So they talk about their childhoods. Brett and Olivia talk about their childhoods and kind of how they came up with in humble beginnings and how they didn't, as families, didn't travel that much. Brett said it was like five of them, so they really couldn't afford to go anywhere. Yeah, and I think that that's. I, I'm glad that he said that because yes. I feel like the travel travel snobs forget that Christina. and it's so quick to uh look down on folks because they haven't been to a lot of places mm-hmm. or they haven't been overseas or whatever the case is but i'm like everybody's family circumstances are are different yes. you know and what in your upbringing does affect what you do into adulthood that so if you and your family didn't do a lot of traveling or if you weren't encouraged to go see the world mm-hmm. as an adult you may not prioritize that mm-hmm. you know your window to your world may really just be your town yes and that's it mm-hmm. you know it's a lot of people who 
don't hop on planes until they're well into their late 20s or even 30s mm-hmm. you know what I mean like are you supposed to fault them for that I don't see why mm-hmm. you know but yes traveling is expensive and if you got 50 11 children okay. and you ain't got the money for all of that guess what y'all gonna be taking some road trips yeah y'all might not be going nowhere but to mm-hmm. the family reunion who knows and that's why I only had one I took that into consideration <laughs> And I'm I re- sure did. I did. And I remember when me and your brother-in-law was talking about the possibility of another kid like that was a factor. I was like, I still want to do things. And it's harder to do things. It's harder to find childcare. It's plane tickets get more expensive. Like I still want to be able to do things as a family and afford it. So that is a part of my calculation and whether or not to add to the family and to that he was like well don't you feel like that's selfish I was like no that's being realistic to our lifestyles so you know you like to travel I know I like to travel I know I want my child to experience it so we it gets harder the more that you have so yeah and then I and that's why I agree or see you know, Olivia's point of view on not wanting children right away, if at all, because she knows like, well, I didn't get to experience certain things growing up. I want to experience it. I'm, I'm taking the time to be selfish and that's fine and live my grown, my grown adult life um, without children. I want to be child free right now. And I, I like that. I feel like that's mature, you know, like I know myself and I know I'm not ready for this at this juncture. So, yeah. Yeah. But Dorea, let's keep it real. Even when you were a teenager, you was like, I only want one kid. So you had your mind made up <laughs> long before the other. No, this is what you used to say. This is what my sister used to say, y'all. She used to say <laughs> she only wanted to have one child, and then she was going to be like Josephine Baker, and she was going to adopt a rainbow. That is what my sister used to say. Now, I don't remember be adopting a rainbow. That's what let's, you said, Daria. Let's, let's really be clear. Before I even said I wanted to have one of my own, I always said I wanted to adopt because I didn't want to feel the pain of having a child. No, 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 no. It wasn't. <laughs> see, I was going to leave this part out, but since you're going to bring this up, we just going to keep it real. It was not about the pain. You used to say, I don't want to mess up my body. That is what you used to say. <laughs> so don't even get up on this here podcast and try to lie. You ain't got to lie, Craig. Keep it all the way 100. How old was I when I said that? Girl, you was a teenager. Okay. Well, in my teenage mind, I guess that's valid. That's valid. Hey, I knew what I wanted and what I didn't want. (laughs) Okay. I've grown. (laughs) Yes. So, um, Brett also talks about being a serial dater after his fiance cheated on him twice. So that kind of brought up a flag for Olivia because she like, oh, man, he's going to take this shit out on me. Well, you know, I feel like Brett, Brett and Christina, I feel like I feel like they would have been a better match. I do, too. Um, but when he said that the thing that crossed my mind was like some of, some of everybody on this season uh, have had some really sucky past relationships, yes. whether they were cheated on, somebody that had a baby. Mm-hmm. I was like, dang, like, what's going down? What's going on down there in New Orleans? Everybody mm-hmm. just trash. Yeah. 
everybody trash no matter where you go. But <laughs> you know, since this is the New Orleans edition, I'm like, man, they they dirty, dirty. That yeah, they are. That they are. So what else? And of course, Olivia said that she was cheated on and she took a, a good amount of time to get over it. I think she hadn't been in a relationship in was it like two to five years? Something like that. And he mm-hmm. seemed to have an issue with that which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, because it's not like she don't know how to act within a relationship. It's not like she's Deanna from a couple of seasons ago who hadn't been in a relationship for over 10 years. Like that would be a flag. Like, dang, how do they know how to interact with other people? Like two to five years isn't a long time. And who's this? she probably still was dating lightly within that. Right, right. I mean, I could say, oh, I haven't been in a relationship in two years, but I've gone out on dates with Mm -hmm. people. I've gotten to know people. So, I don't know. I don't really know what the the amount of time between relationships has to do with whether or not you are a good person or a good partner. Mm -hmm. I'm not really sure of the correlation there, Mm -hmm. personally. Yeah, because I mean, the whole purpose of if a relationship didn't work is to learn from that relationship about yourself and also about the things that you are willing and not willing to accept moving forward that like that's the hope. So I wouldn't hold that against anyone. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Because that may not be who they are anymore. So yeah and then uh last thing i have about brett and olivia is that olivia i i was feeling her about the suitcases not being on the bed but then she said she pee in the shower i was like you keep that to yourself <laughs> with your name she didn't girl. say she pees in the shower she said that she has peed in the shower so to me that says she has no problem doing it again well, you know, this is how I feel about this. And I don't know, this may be TMI, but I use a menstrual disc, okay? Mm-hmm. And usually you're taking that out in the shower. So I ain't tripping over no pee when I'm dumping blood blood down the drain while I'm taking a shower. Oh, gosh. I, I don't, I ain't tripping on no pee. Uh, okay. But you know, you got to bleach the tub out after you do all that stuff. Yes, yes. You got to do that. Yes, yes. Okay, so let's talk about Henry and Christina. I just, I don't like watching them. Um, Nobody should be that dry. Yes. And I feel like she was really trying to bring him out of his shell mm-hmm. a little more. And I commend her for that because I don't really care for her that much. Mm-hmm. But, you know, I feel like she was, she's trying to work with who they matched her with. But he, baby, is so dry. He is. He is. I just, and I'm like you, I don't really care for her. And the thing that I wish she would do, like, I like, again, like you said, that she's trying to bring him out of his shell. It seems like when they are doing things, he is talking more versus them being in a room kind of one-on-one. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I don't like is when they are talking like the one-on-one, like she wraps the conversation about her. And I feel like in order to really get to know him and to kind of bring him out of the shell, she needs to have him talking about himself because that most people are comfortable talking about themselves and their experiences. So that can 
open up the conversations to where there is dialogue back and forth. Mm -hmm. But she always brings it back. Well, what do you think about me and blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, right now, it's not about you. Like really learn about him. So he, to get him talking. Yeah. She just said to me, that comes off as somebody who just needs all the attention on them all the time. And if you're not talking about them and catering to them, then they just Mm -hmm. think you're not interested. And I think Mm -hmm. it's just her way of trying to gauge his interest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then what else was I about to say about him? Um, when she did meet the parents, I cannot stand his dad. Like at first he was funny, but now it's like, I understand why Henry is who he is because he's lived with that. Yeah. So yeah, that's a lot of childhood drama just sitting on him. (laughs) Yeah. His dad, I feel like went too far and was definitely a little out of line. Very much so. Um, Yeah. He yeah. need to shut up. He really does. Like, and then it's like, who talks like that about their kid anyway? Yes. I'm like, is that really your daddy? Like, who does? No, you are not. Your job is not to embarrass me like that. I just, mm-mm. Yes. Um, what else? I'm going to go back to when the all the couples got together and watching oh, everybody yeah. like you know like you can see everybody building a bond but when you look at Henry and Christina like the body language isn't there Christina of course is looking at everybody else and like dang I wish I had that I knew she was gonna say and she said that yeah and then she said that in front of him she said that to the group didn't she that wasn't in a confessional was it I thought it was in a confessional but I'm not sure but she did say, you know, I wish I had that. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me if she said it in front of him, though, because she don't be caring. <laughs> I thought she said it to mm-hmm. the group, but I could be wrong. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, and that's all I have for them. Like, he was tripping about going through the mud thing and not wanting to put his hair in the mud. I, Me, personally, I don't know if that's something I would have done because I don't like being dirty either. <laughs> Unless it was like a spa kind of mud thing. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought that, that part was weird. Mm-hmm. But I said, child, she's trying to get him out of his little comfort zone. So mm-hmm. he just need to go with it. Mm-hmm. He did good on the kayak. He was talking. <laughs> he was talking. You funny. He was. Okay. Um, so let's get to Miles and Karen. And what do you talk about? Everybody, I don't want to talk about right now. I know I'm saving the best for last because I love <laughs> Woody and Amani. Talk about me. Oh, okay. <laughs> what about Miles and Karen? Okay, so Woody and Amani coming. That more so Karen is interesting. <laughs> so Woody and Amani come into their room um, after the weddings, and I wish they could have went to each other's wedding, but you know it is what it is. So. How did you feel about them just dropping back to the room? Because I feel like it's somewhere deep deep down the line. I'm sure production told them, hey, that you, you might have a visitor tonight or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you, would you have been upset that they came by? I wouldn't have been upset that they came by. Like, because this, this is the first time on the show where two friends mm-hmm. have been on at the same time. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like it's only natural when you're in 
an experiment because let's be honest that's what this is Mm -hmm. when you're in an experiment like this you're going to want to see people you know exactly right um so i don't really see what the issue was with them dropping by Mm -hmm. and with woody and miles being such close friends i feel like it would only be natural for Monty and Karen to end up being close like I wouldn't be surprised if they end up being really close by the end of the eight weeks or whatever Mm -hmm. because like I said their spouses are friends Mm -hmm. Um, and they're gonna be way more likely to talk to each other before they talk to anybody else Mm -hmm. Um, because who else can they talk to who's going through this experience exactly nobody Mm -hmm. so I mean I, I don't see what the big deal was like and I just think, too, that's just part of dating somebody. Like, they're, they're, you're going to get to know their friends. Their friends are going to be around. Mm-hmm. It is what it is. I, yes. I mean, it, it seemed like Karen was like, why are they up in here? And I, I could tell it looked like she was sick. Like, maybe it was cold or she was coming down with a cold. So she was just kind of laying in the bed. But she could have turned it on for, like, five minutes. They weren't even in there that long. Yeah. And you can tell Lamani picked up on it. So she was, you know, trying to get them to leave. But she was just kind of just laying there, like, extra dry. Like, girl, turn it on for, like, five minutes. It's okay, you know? Right. Right. Or she could have just said, like, y'all, it's so good to see y'all. but. I'm about to go to bed. It's been a long day. I'm not feeling feel too great. Yeah. That's it. But yeah. like, don't be rude. Yeah. 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 So um, Karen met with Miles' um, mom and dad. And the <laughs> conversation was interesting. Like, Miles and... I'm glad Karen picked up on it and she kind of joked with Miles about it on the honeymoon, but like the closeness or the, the mommy, I don't want to say the mommy, like the, what do they call it? The mama's boyness. Yeah, I was about to say, he a mama's boy, call a thing a thing. Yeah, the mama's boyness, like the mom needs to step back. She needs to fall back. And right. I'm glad that his dad yeah, they has said, like, look, he got a wife now. Like, you got to fall back. It's okay. So it trips me out for her to ask Karen about submission. Submissiveness. Yeah, sorry. but you need to fall back, mama. So your, so your son can leave the household. He can't leave the household if you are in the mix all the time. So... Well, Karen ain't seem like she had a problem with the submissiveness. Yes, she couldn't, I'm Mama not. wouldn't have been asking me that. She wouldn't have liked my answer. <laughs> I'm sure. I'd be like, your son can submit to me. If exactly. we talking about submission, um, you know, because the Bible say you're supposed to have a deep respect for your wife and you're supposed to love your wife like you do your own body. So mm-hmm. he needs to be submitting to me first and foremost. Mm-hmm. Yes. But she probably I, wouldn't like that though. She might not have, but oh well. But I mean, Karen gave a a an answer and pretty much related it back to her upbringing, so she doesn't have a problem with it as long as she's not submitting to a fool. So that be the thing. People exactly. want you to submit to the wrong thing. Exactly. We'll ha- girl. Don't even get me started. <laughs> don't even get me started. Okay, they people. Look, some of these um, 
spiritual advisors will have women submitting to their husbands who are just not, they're not good partners. Mm-mm. They're not good partners. They're horrible with money. They mm-hmm. don't know how to be sensitive, don't know how to be supportive. And I'm supposed to submit to that? No. And it's so under the guise of God will bless your union if you just do well. How about he do what he's supposed to exactly. do as a man? Exactly. And that's the thing. Because don't what's, what's the saying? God don't bless mess. Exactly. Exactly. But it's so many women like who fall into that circle. It's like, well, that's what the Bible says. So I need to do it. It's like, but is he doing what he's supposed to do? You know? (laughs) Yeah, I tell you this for your sister, I will not submit. I will not submit. This is a partnership. It is. We're going to work together. We're going to uplift and encourage and support each other. We're going to make decisions together. Exactly. As I, I always say, to this you, is a... And you can be into me. We can make some compromises. But this whole idea that I'm just going to submit to you. And, and oh, yes, honey. Yeah. Oh, yes. And let me give you your marital dues as well. Um, if I don't feel like giving you my booty, guess what? You ain't getting it. And no, you can't have no head either. Good night. Good night. Oh my gosh. As I always say, this is an equal opportunity household. So, so that's what it is. But you still gonna pay these bills and take care of us. <laughs> Cause your money is our money and my money is my money. What's yours is mine. What's mine is mine. But you know, as your father once told me, you know, that's why you ain't got no man. That's what he told me. You know what? I, I could have said a whole lot back. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't. I should and that's why you divorced. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't talk to your parents like that. So I ain't say nothing. Oh gosh. I love my daddy. I know you do. okay so miles meets with karen's mom and she is grilling him giving him the 20th 25th degree and he pretty much answers all her questions and then tops it off and be like look i know i'm a good guy i know i'm a catch and i like that he like pumped himself up to be like look i don't know about your daughter but i know what i'm bringing to the (laughs) you know I don't know about your daughter who was on uh, Instagram stalking me and everything mm-hmm. before yeah. we got to this here altar. But you know, parents at the end of the day, they just want to know that their child is with a good person. Exactly. Who's going to take care of them and not be knocking them upside the head and putting mm-hmm. them through a bunch of foolishness. Mm-hmm. So I don't blame her mama for asking, you know, really grilling him. And Mm -hmm. also the mama wasn't down with it to begin with. Exactly. And she voiced that several times. Yeah. And um, I do feel like Miles is a good guy. Um, He actually, he reminds me of somebody. He's Mm -hmm. one of those guys that kind of puts you in the mind frame of somebody, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But when they were on the honeymoon... 
and he said that he had been in 10 relationships. Karen really seemed to have a problem with that. And to a certain extent, I can understand why, but then again, I'm like, girl, and? That's how I feel. And I wish they would have shown her asking the question, like, how far back are you going in these 10 relationships? Like, how long do these relationships last? What do you consider a relationship? Yeah. Exactly. I'm like, he's 26. I don't know if all we know he could be counting his high school sweetheart. Yes. You know, and that's, hey, if that was a meaningful relationship that lasts a long time and you feel like that's worth including, then include that, whatever. But, um, you know, I guess when he said that and when she had that reaction, I, the thing that came to my head was serial monogamist. Mm-hmm. And from what I've read, you know, people like that, they come off as if they are committed, but they're really not. They are mm-hmm. kind of commitment phobes in a way. Mm-hmm. And so I was wondering if that's why she was kind of, you know, why she reacted the way she did. But I mean, we all have friends who are always in relationships. Some people are just very much into relationships. They like to be coupled. They like mm-hmm. to have someone whatever whatever i have Mm -hmm. friends like that i am the friend who's always single that Mm -hmm. that is that is me in all of my friend groups i'm the one who's always single because i finally just admitted to myself that i'm hella picky okay and i'm okay with that okay um because i'm the prize okay because i got uh hulu and netflix and disney plus and you're just not gonna be talking to me in the old type of way I stole that from somebody on Twitter. I saw but it. But you, you, you get what I'm saying. I get it. I, I was about to say you got Disney Plus for real. Then I was like, no, nah, that was on Twitter. <laughs> no, I don't have Disney Plus. I was trying to be like, give me your um. But it's on my TV. I got somebody else's passcode, but oh. out of respect, I don't even use it. But anywho, I don't think she should be worried about, I don't think she should think of herself as number 11. Exactly. At all. Then you're always going to think of yourself as number 11. And I'm like, at the end of the day, like you always think of yourself as number one. The only right. One. I'm like, shoot, girl, you his wife at this point. Yeah. No, y'all didn't come together in a traditional way. But yeah. Still. Um, but I did see her annoyance at him trying to basically call her an old. And I didn't, I, to me, I took it as a joke. Like, why are you it getting annoyed at that? You know? It is a joke. But I could see, I could see why she was annoyed because she's already, even though she said to him, she's not, it's not about age, it's about maturity. Mm-hmm. I do think, especially after he said how many people he had been in a relationship with, I do think she thinks about his age. Mm-hmm. You know, because in her head, she's thinking he's 26. That's pretty young. Is he really ready for something like this? She's pretty mm-hmm. much has said that or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and some people are very touchy about leaving their 20s and entering their 30s. Mm-hmm. Like, because I do feel like we have this idea that life ends once you get out of your 20s or that you're so old when you turn 30, mm-hmm. which is not true. Like, I'm 32 
And I still feel like a baby in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Like, I feel like, and I'm honestly glad to be out of my 20s. 20s are cool and everything, but th- you're knocking your head around so much you trying are. to establish yourself and yeah. figure out what you want to do and who your friends are and where you want to live and just kind of going through all those different growing pains. Mm-hmm. It's great to be on the other side mm-hmm. of that and to, you know, be a little wiser, you know, and know yourself mm-hmm. more than you did in your 20s or whatever um my ex is like three or so years younger than I am and he jokes you know he would joke with me and be like oh you a cougar oh you you like playing in the nursery and I'll be like and you like playing at the nursing home you know what I mean (laughs) like we would just joke around about it but honestly I feel like 26 and 30 in my head I would consider that as being pretty much the same age like y'all are still y'all, y'all still would be in school together. at the same time mm-hmm. so it's like y'all the same age both of y'all are grown he seems like a nice guy who sincerely um has a lot of love to give and yeah. is open to receiving love and I really like that about him um if I think if anything Karen is going to be the issue in this relationship. I don't really I already see that see it being him. Yeah. I see, I see him, it being her. Yeah. I see him really trying to be dedicated and, and make it work. And I see her kind of being like, oh, I just wasn't sure from the beginning. Da, 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 da. Yeah. I see her getting in her own way over hangups that she thinks could be a possibility, but he won't show. Like he's gonna, you know, go the course and be consistent, but she's gonna still have all these hangups in her head and it's it's gonna it may ruin it. Um, I'm glad though that he got her mom on board because I feel like whenever she does meet back with her up with her mom and talks about whatever issue that she's probably gonna have in her head, that her mom is gonna be like, What the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> get out your way he's a good guy you know mm-hmm. um and then the thing that I do like about him yes he's 26 he you know is ready to love and all that stuff she he's moldable you know she I don't want to say she got time to mold him but he is moldable like a wise woman once told me if you tell a man what to do they are not mind readers you tell them what to do they love you they gonna do it so that's kind of what you want at that at that juncture in your life now she was like 40 (laughs) no I don't want to mold you but I mean I think he's moldable so she needs to take it and run with it Mm. well that's an interesting observation my sister what do you think he ain't no damn (laughs) (laughs) play-doh Yes, I just feel like he's motivable to, he'll do whatever to make her happy. And I feel like that will pretty much be anybody that he's into. So take it around with it. That's how I feel. Yes. Um, toward the end of the episode, I was very glad that he invited her to join him in the hammock to get them closer and touching each other. Because mm-hmm. she's not gonna do that. She's not gonna no, initiate but that. But it makes me wonder if it's if it's because it makes me wonder if that is just her personality, mm-hmm. if she's just not an affectionate person, mm-hmm. or if it's 
um, you know, like they decided to call each other their stranger. Mm-hmm. If it's because they're strangers, she doesn't want to get too close yet. I mean, I feel like they are three days in. So t- for me, and I'm not an affectionate person, it would be a little much. But I'm I'm thinking like the environment that they're in um, and knowing that we would have, we're like revved up to get this to work. I would have, I would have been comfortable getting in the hammock. But even when she got in the hammock, she looked uncomfortable. Like nor- she's just uncomfortable all the way around just with the situation, which is like, yes. again, why are you even signed up I for know. this? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I feel like once she got in a hammock, she was laying on her back. Like normally, if you are in a hammock coupled up, you're you're turned towards each other. Or at least getting some spoon action going on. Exactly. Or, you know, they they can pull out, Woody would probably do this, pull out that Mexican hammock position poster. Oh, gosh. (laughs) The Karma Sutra for the hammock. (laughs) Yes, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yes. Whatever. Um, so let's get to Woody and Amani. Finally. Okay. What's your thoughts? <laughs> I feel like I I hate to say this. I need Amani to fall back a little bit. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Um you know, because she kept explaining how, you know, she's never been this comfortable before mm-hmm. and da, da 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 And she kept saying that. And I think that that's great that she feels comfortable with him so soon. But I also don't want her to give him the impression that he just, he got her. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Because knowing his history of him being Mr. Life of the Party and want to do this and want to do that. I personally, I just would not be trying to give him that after three days, mm-hmm. but that's me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know they're married and everything, but I still feel like I, if I were, I would treat it like we were dating. Mm-hmm. So I just don't want to see her get like so comfortable and open up just for Woody to, I don't know, flip the script mm-hmm. or for her to find out something. Mm-hmm. that um may kind of change how she feels about him and the situation mm-hmm. i guess but overall i'm i'm glad that they are um i'm glad that they're getting along so well and that they're really enjoying each other's company i mean they definitely have the best chemistry out of everybody mm-hmm. um i i appreciated her being her honesty about her not being so experienced or not feeling so experienced sexually. And I like that he was just like, Oh, that don't matter. Like, I'm not worried about that. Yeah. I love that. They talk about the sex. Like they're talking, like, I I really like that because most couples, like you don't sit and have conversations before you, you have sex about the sex. Like they understand like it is a part, you know, of being in a relationship and marriage and just kind of, I don't want to say getting it out of the way, but they're very comfortable broaching the subject and, you know, putting it out there. Cause let me tell you, your mama told me, your mama, 
your mama told me that sex is important and if you're not sexually compatible this ain't gonna work that's what your mama told me even at the same time when she was trying to still check and see if i was a virgin i was like these two things don't go together but okay mom <laughs> but i took them words to heart because i feel like that's true mm-hmm. it is. i feel like it's true Yes. So we're going to jump back a little bit with them um, into meeting the parents. Um, so Woody's mom talked about him acting like the devil when he had a bad temper. And Amani was like, well, I don't, I don't give energy to that. Like you a grown person. So you need to go figure that out and calm yourself down and I really enjoyed when they met up to talk about the meeting that they talked about that and he said you know I've, I've been in counseling I know my triggers I know how to deal with it you know because she was like I'm not I'm not giving my energy to that I wish Woody since he told her family that he cheated when they were when Woody and Amani were talking at dinner when she told him about her previous relationship and being with a married man, that he would have said, Well, you know, in my previous relationship I cheated. I felt like that was a good time for him to say that because he needs to let her know that. He needs to let her know that he cheated. Yeah. Why he needs to let her know that he cheated in the past? Um, because she's already kinda on the fence well she's not on the fence she knows she's gonna give him some booty but i just feel like if she finds out at a later time because her family already knows and they've consummated mm, the gotcha. relationship she may feel a way about it so i feel like before they consummate the relationship he needs to let her know that especially since her family knows okay i can get that i can see yeah. that yeah um I know I got a good laugh when Woody and Amani met up with Amelia and Bennett and Bennett still had on his drawers while he was swimming. <laughs> yeah, that was funny. Woody was like, um, my man, my wife is here, but you know, that's Bennett being Bennett. Exactly. I feel like, and what I love about the, the black couples that they do have on here, I wish they would all just get them together so we can see what they're saying about the other couples because I know they are like just having a good old time talking about everybody else especially christina and henry <laughs> yes they probably did talk about it when the four of them went on that little excursion yeah but they ain't show it yeah yeah i wish they would show that i'm sure it'd be hilarious because even the like the personal interviews with amani like you could tell she had so much more to say, but she was like, I ain't gonna say nothing. That's them. You know? <laughs> I really like Amani. She to me, she's somebody I would hang out with. She's mm -hmm. funny as hell. Mm-hmm. And mm -hmm. she seems really sweet. Mm-hmm. She does. Yes. Um, and I think that's about it. Like the group meeting had me cracking up. Um, just with looking at Christina, like sitting in the corner, like, oh, I wish that were me, because all the other couples, even Olivia and brett like they didn't seem that awkward with each other compared to henry and christina and then henry sitting over there like everybody say henry don't talk henry talk about what he want to talk about because he sure talked about how he don't he not feeling brett because of what happened at the bachelor party 
So mm-hmm. I don't, yeah, yeah. But that's about all that I have. You got anything else? No, I really want to see what's going to happen next week. And I really, re- I'm really interested in what, how things are going to go down. Say that one more time. Yes. I said, I'm interested to see what's going to happen once they move in together. Yes. I'm really interested to see what's going to happen with Karen and Miles once they mm-hmm. move in together. And, um, Henry and Christina, since they have no chemistry at all, I just no. don't know how they're gonna live under the same roof. I, I could see Karen telling Miles he needs to sleep in another room. I could see that because she still like had the pillow in between them. I think like maybe on the third episode she didn't have the pillow there when they woke up, but I don't know if she had the pillow there at any other point in the night. I saw that and I just feel like it was so unnecessary. It is because he, I, I trust Miles and I ain't never met him. Like, yeah, just tell them, like, I ain't, I don't feel comfortable cuddling and none of that. And just leave it at that. You don't need to put, like, an actual barrier yeah. there. Like, mm-hmm. we already know you have a mental barrier. So we don't need mm-hmm. the physical manifestation of that, too. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, I just, yeah, I just need Karen to, I understand it's a short amount of time. Let's keep it real. It's been three days, but I just need... I feel like by the end of the honeymoon, they need to be holding hands or something. Like, it just needs to be a little bit more. Girl, don't hold your breath for that. I'm not. He probably ain't going to get no kiss, ever. I wouldn't be surprised. But I did hear that three of the couples actually made it. So I feel like they may be one of the ones who may make it by a string. Three of the couples made it? Yep, that's what I heard. Well, I bet you, I bet you at least one of them is not what we would expect. It's either going to be very predictable or it's going to be like, y'all made it? It's going to be one or the other. Yeah. I feel like Bennett and Amelia will make it. Yeah. I don't see any issues with them. Um, Yeah, if I had to go based off of today, if three couples made it, my guess would be Bennett, Amelia, and Woody and Amani and uh, Miles and Karen. I, just, I don't see Christina and Henry or Brett and Olivia working out yeah, at all. They should have been showing Brett moving out or leaving. Yeah, I don't see them working yeah. out, but it could be wrong. I don't know. I don't. But I, I did read that they're doing uh, auditions for the next season, which I guess is supposed to be in Houston. that's gonna be good you know they gonna have some good black people on that one yes i'm sure they need to come to sacramento so i can go audition so i could get me a good little audition for that show you said what i said you're not auditioning for that show you don't think i would audition no i don't I mean, the pickers are kind of slim out here. So, because they asked me, do you want to be in an interracial relationship? I, I do not want to be with a white man. No, thank you. <laughs> Anything, anybody else is okay. But please do not put me with a white man. Mm-hmm. White people be acting like they don't know how to act. And I do not have time. I don't want to have to beat my husband up. Oh, goodness. Oh, good. Girl, yesterday I went to a birthday party. <sighs> and I saw Caucasity at his finest for an eight-year-old <laughs> at eight years old yes 
like we all the adults were kind of at the end of the table just kind of observing and we just all had a cackle about this this one little girl and so toward the end of the party some gift bags were given and there was some other things said prior to that that heightened me to know that it was her caucasity and so the all the bags came out and on the bags were like a little keychain and all the keychains were colorful but like different and hers was like a solid color and she was like why didn't i get the one with all the colors and the birthday girl was like well you know we want we thought you no the birthday girl's mother was like well we just figured you would want to be different than everybody else and she was like i want the colorful one and so she went around and asked all the other kids what they trade and you know she asked she asked your niece and i was so proud when she was like, i know my nope. niece was like no nope. I got a great laugh. Me and, me and your brother-in-law was cracking up. <laughs> I know Dorian was like, I'm just waiting for her to come over here and ask me so I can tell her no. <laughs> capital N and a capital O. Oh, the nah. way she said it, she was like, nope. I was like, all right. She said, girl, you better go sit down and be grateful for what you got. Okay. Yes. I got a good laugh, but yeah. Well, that's it for Married at First Sight this week. I can't wait to watch them wrap up the honeymoons. I so want to go to that resort. Like when they panned over the area and showed the rooms, I was like, ooh, I could just feel the humidity of where they are right now. It just yeah. so nice. I saw the video that you sent me of the resort mm -hmm. we vacationed from time mm -hmm. to time. And I was just like, this is so tempting. We should go. This looks so nice. I'm ready you, to go somewhere. You already flew cross country. You good? I mean, I'm determined to go somewhere for my birthday. I still, every year I say I'm going to be out of town for my birthday. And I made it. This year. Where are you trying to go? The question is, who's going to let me in? Well, I know you can go to Mexico. They'll let you in. Well, it's, I'm probably going to end up going to Mexico then. Or you can go to Aruba or St. Thomas. You just got to have a COVID test before you go. It'll be one of them three, I guess. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Somewhere. Okay, well, I'm gonna let you get back to packing up your life, and I can't wait to see your new place. Oh, I didn't send you the link. I looked at, I opened it, but was it just pictures or was it a whole video? Because I was no, it was like it was a video walkthrough. You know, that's what everybody's doing now. Oh, everybody is doing video walkthroughs of properties because mm -hmm. of COVID. Mm -hmm. So when you're renting now you basically have to get approved for the place before they let you go and view it oh okay so i didn't get to see it until we got viewed but yes you know a lot of people my heart already went out to people who were you know getting kicked out evicted or who were getting laid off or fired and who you know couldn't afford rent and stuff anymore mm -hmm. because of covid mm -hmm. and everything 
and we were told that our landlord was selling the house mm -hmm. and so we were like okay we can put out during the pandemic great mm -hmm. <laughs> but we were fortunate we had some money saved up and everything where we could find another place but the pickings really are very very slim i mean mm -hmm. there were units we saw that already had 200 some people who had already reached out for one oh, unit gosh. on top of the fact that you know we've lived in our place for two years and rental prices have gone up a lot mm -hmm. since then mm -hmm. so you know we had a great deal here um you know i was definitely able to change my financial situation which i'm very uh happy about mm -hmm. i'm still going to be paying less money than if i were living on my own mm -hmm. so i'll still be able to save money but i am really excited about being in a much better neighborhood i'm excited for you is your room bigger you got a private bathroom um no we'll still be sharing a bathroom um there weren't a lot of two bed two baths out there for rent okay. and the ones that we did see they were farther they were more into the suburbs mm -hmm. and we didn't really want to move too far out from sacramento proper okay um but you know we've been sharing a bathroom for two years okay. we can keep sharing one um but yeah i'm really excited to live in a neighborhood where i can take a walk mm -hmm. and you know pit bulls ain't trying to kill me Girl, or people ain't looking at me like they want to sex traffic my ass. Oh, gosh. Um, you know, nobody's getting shot in front of my home. Yeah. Yeah. You, you, you're making a come up. Yes. This <laughs> is um, a major upgrade, but all in all this situation, because, you know, being told about the blue that, you know, you need to find somewhere else new to live. is not a good feeling. Mm -hmm. And it definitely has me like, Especially, like I said, looking at the rental prices, like, yeah, okay, Janelle, I think it might be time to buy something for real. Like, if this is where you're going to be, it's it'll be better for you to buy something. Yeah. Because, um, baby, the rent is too high. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I think I'm going to, um, you know, start thinking seriously about that. Okay, well, good luck to you. You know, I got a sister who got a property, but she won't sell it to me. You are stuck in California. That's where your heart is. So, no, I'm not selling my, my rental property. That's my retirement. Right. That is your retirement. That is my retirement since I am going to be student loan debt free in a week or so. Ooh, I'm so excited for you. Yes. I got the check in the mail yesterday and I was like, oh, I am going to pay this off. <laughs> That's awesome. My yeah. sister has made good life decisions. I try. You know, that's a conversation for another day. I'm going to say, I mean, I just think that it's very interesting just seeing um, when I when I compare like mommy and daddy to you and then you to me, I'm like, we have, I just feel like it's such a contrast between myself and you and our parents how so you know because i you know they say that millennials um were the first generation to do worse than our parents and mm -hmm. i feel like you're not doing worse because you're a little older we're about eight years apart yeah so you're a little older than i am but i feel like when i look at me i mean sometimes like i don't know how in the heck mommy 
was able to buy like two homes and daddy had bought all these rental properties and whatever, whatever. I'm like, I cannot do that. Mm-hmm. I can't even think about doing that. You well, know what I mean? I mean, first of all, you got to look at where they are versus where you are. Like, right. That's true it was easy. I'm not in Indiana. Exactly. So it was easy for daddy to buy a ton of rental properties when you can buy a house there for like $10,000. Like, yeah, those things are possible. Or even for mommy, when she bought the first house, it was a $30,000 house. You can, you can do that mm-hmm. if you buy property there, but I mean, you're in California, so the stakes are totally different. Like, you know, for me, my rental property was my first house. Technically, we would have sold that house had the economy not been in a place where it was, but luckily it's working out as a rental property. So now would I buy another property here? Probably not because they cost so much, but I would be interested, you know, when the time came, if we bought property up in Indiana for rental property, because it's so cheap, that's something we could do together. (laughs) Yeah. I thought about that too. I was like, if I want to get into any sort of real estate kind of investing and stuff, I'm like, I have to be very selective about where I do it. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I'll be seeing stuff back in Northwest Indiana. I'm like, I could afford that. So I got that down payment right now. Mm-hmm. You know, but you know, but we'll see. Yeah. I think that's kind of where I'm at right now. It's like, do I want to buy something for myself to live in? Or do I want to just want to buy something just as an, as an investment property? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I kind of go back and forth. Yeah. Or you can buy something for yourself. And then later on down the line, if ever you decide to move, if you move somewhere where the cost of living is a lot lower, like the equity you'll have, you could probably pay for something else in full. So, you know, this is ways to do this thing. Yes, there are ways to do this thing. I just, you know, I don't know. Okay, you got time. Yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, I just really started living in the last few years, so I have plenty of time. That is true as well. Once you let go of that religion, <laughs> let go of that cult. <laughs> Life just opened up. I, I said, I'm, I'm not going to get a home. I'm going to wait until the new system. That's what I said. Okay. That is what I said. I know. I know. That always makes me think of, um, what's her name? Oh, shoot. She used to be on the, on the view, the black chick. Oh, Sherry Shepard. Sherry Shepard. <laughs> One of her comedy specials, she was saying, you know, what religion she used to be. And she was like, shoot, I didn't pay any bills because they kept saying the world was coming to an end and I was going to be in a new system. So I just kept racking up debt because I, I wasn't worried about it because the world was about to end. And I was like, yeah, I can see her thinking that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, gosh. Okay, well, we going to wrap it up. Please like, subscribe, comment, five stars. And um, you can listen to us on iTunes, Anchor, Spreaker, Spotify, Google Play, anywhere you listen to your podcasts. And... Um, We'll be back next week, and then we'll also be putting up, and I'll be putting up another episode with Tanisha for the Housewives of Potomac. You know, we got to get a little ratchet, bougie ratchet. So, all right, talk to you guys later. Exactly. Talk to you later. Bye.